Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. Hello, I hope this episode finds you well and you are healthy and coping with this very strange world that we're living in at the moment. Well, it might cheer you up to know that this guest is absolutely fantastic. So you can take an hour out of the madness of the world and just enjoy uh, and reminisce. And if you don't know Five Star, I need to warn you that you will be on Spotify as soon as this episode ends, checking out their greatest hits because they have some incredible pop songs. This podcast is a regular, so if you like this episode, make sure that you subscribe wherever you downloaded it and then you won't miss one. You can help us out by leaving a lovely review on iTunes as this will help other people find us. It's something to do with an algorithm, I don't know. Just five stars only, please. You can also help me out by buying me a coffee on Kofi. But now, on with the show. Hello, you are very welcome to another episode of Fascinated. My guest today is Doris Pearson. Doris Pearson, together with her sisters Lorraine and Denise and brothers Steadman and Delroy, were the 80s pop gods Five Star. Five Star were all born to Dolores and Buster Pearson. Buster was a musician and record producer who had played with the likes of Jimmy Cliff, Wilson Pickett, Desmond Decker and Otis Redding. He had set up various record labels in the 70s. However, Five Star were actually the brainchild of his wife Dolores. Their three daughters had decided that they would like to become a girl band. So gradually, their regular talent shows in their living room became a showcase for a label boss, their own father. The girls twisted their father's arm into giving them a chance, but their mother Dolores put her foot down. If there was going to be a group, Delroy and Steadman had to be part of it too. Oh, and she insisted that they should be called Five Star. Dolores was not to be disobeyed and Five Star would go on to sell millions of records. Four years before they had the monster hit Systematic, which was probably the first song to ever address smartphone addiction, things were very different in the Pearson household. Success eluded them for the first couple of years. In 1983, they began personal appearances for their first single, Problematic, which was a pop music take on unemployment in Margaret Thatcher's Britain. And it didn't set the world on fire. However, when Five Star were asked at the very last minute to fill a musical slot on Pebble Mill, a daytime chat show, the legend goes that there was a deal with RCA Records on the table before they had finished the last course. The world's love affair with Five Star had begun. 
Their father, Buster, was their manager, and he was smart. He knew the music industry, and he did everything he could to protect his children from the dark side. So he signed the group to his own label and only licensed the recordings to RCA. Throughout their career, he pushed back when RCA tried to make Five Star more R&B, determined that the group's musical direction was not going to be dictated by the colour of their skin. They had seven hit singles from their first album, Luxury of Life, saving the massive hit, Systematic, until last. They repeated this phenomenon with another seven hit singles from their follow-up, Silk and Steel. The campaign for their third album, Between the Lines, ended after just three singles, when the third release, Somewhere Somebody, stalled just outside the top 20. At the time, the band were on tour and didn't even have time to shoot a video for the release, let alone promote the single. Songs like Can't Wait Another Minute, The Slightest Touch, Rain or Shine, Strong as Steel and If I Say Yes soared up the charts and sold millions of records. They had smash hits on both sides of the Atlantic, winning the Brit Award for Best British Group. Very honoured to be here tonight and very surprised as well. We'd just like to thank all our fans. And stateside, they were nominated for a Grammy. Thank you so much. For Rock the World, their fourth album in four years, they adopted a more grown-up look, inspired by Michael Jackson's leather look in the video for Bad. It didn't do as well as its predecessors, but it was during the promotion for their single With Every Heartbeat that an incident occurred which cemented them in pop culture history. They were answering questions in a phone-in slot on a children's TV show when disgruntled teenager Elliot Fletcher asked... I'd like to ask Five Star where they're so fucking crap, they're fucking... Thanks very much, Elliot. Nice to hear from you. I'm sure Tammy would have made a lot more sense. Let's move on to line three. Have you got a sensible... This is a clip that's dragged out every few years. And I used to think it was quite funny. But now, to be honest, I kind of hate it. And I really hate that it's the thing that gets talked about when Five Star comes up. So, I'm going to ruin it for you. So you never look at that video the same way again. The next time you watch it, look to the front left. Look at 19-year-old Delroy's face. He is devastated. I hope you're happy with yourself, Elliot. In 2019, after the clip had been tweeted to Doris, she asked on Twitter if anyone knew Elliot, and he got back, and after 30 years, he apologised. Well, it's about time. After the fourth album and the greatest hits, relations were strained between Five Star and RCA, and they signed a new deal with Epic Records. All in, the band have recorded eight albums. Throughout their career, Buster was fiercely protective of his children and oversaw every detail of their career. All of the production aspects of the band were kept within the family and everyone knew their role. Denise was the lead singer, Doris was the group's choreographer, Lorraine was the spokesperson, Steadman designed the costumes and from very early on, Delroy was learning to produce the records. But as always, there was trouble on the horizon.
The hits came so fast, Five Star became overexposed, and the clock was ticking on their favour with the press. In one sense, they weren't giving the press the salacious stories that they wanted. They were a brother and sister group managed by their father, and that just wasn't very rock and roll. The homely perception was in stark contrast to the band's image. Lorraine, Denise and Doris were quaffed and sultry. Steadman was dapper and looked like he'd been chiselled from marble. And Delroy, while often seen in a jacket far too big for him, had a great pout and always looked like he was about to start laughing. The only story was, they were simply a family from Romford, thrown into the limelight, doing what they loved. The trials and tribulations of the Pearson family even became a weekly comic strip in Look In magazine. As Five Star's fortunes rose, the press lapped up opportunities to peek inside the new gated mansion called Stone Court that they shared in Surrey. While just able to drive, they had bought themselves a fleet of supercars, Porsches, Ferraris and Lamborghinis. There were press rumours that the home contained a £2.5 million recording studio. As chart success started to slide, the press were desperate for a five-star or broke story. Lorraine recounted on a recent chat show about being offered huge amounts of money to say that they were bankrupt. When the band relocated to LA, photos of their moving bands were used in the tabloids and it was framed as a repossession. But here's what's important. The only reason the intrusive tabloid folklore and the teen troll stories have survived is because of the incredible music. And that has only endured because of the touch of magic that Five Star brought those songs. Tracks like The Slightest Touch and Strong As Steel sound like masterpieces on the Five Star recordings. But then Louise covered The Slightest Touch... Tina Arena covered Strong as Steel. And both kind of fell flat. Five Star remained active until 2002. In 2012, for the first time in 10 years, they all appeared on stage together at the Rewind Festival in Henley in the UK. The performance is on YouTube and it is absolutely fantastic. It looked very much like a comeback. The culmination of something, like the band were on the brink of a celebration. It should have been the start of something huge, but in actual fact, it was very much an ending. Three months later, Buster Pearson, their father, manager and champion, passed away. Shortly after that, Lorraine left the group. They continued as a four-piece for a while, playing festivals until the other members called it a day and the group reverted to being lead singer Denise and some stand-in dancers. Five Star was a bubble within a bubble. The intense working relationship of an impeccable pop band and the familial claustrophobia of still living at home and working with your siblings as you go into your 20s. It was never going to last forever. But adjusting to life outside the bubble can be just as difficult. 
In a Q&A on her Instagram Live, I thought it was really poignant that Doris mentioned that one of her favourite moments with the band was filming a performance where they had employed dancers and they had to learn her choreography. It must be such a strange, vulnerable place to be the choreographer of one of the biggest groups in the world at the time and to still be excited to see if your talent holds up outside of your family. Since leaving the band, Doris has written songs for other artists and is right now recording some solo material. Five Star existed the way they did was a miracle. I have five siblings and we are quite close and we always have been. But if in my late teens we had to work together on a project which involved telling each other what to wear or what to do, it would have ended in murder. Actually, it would have ended in five murders. Five Star have yet to capitalise on the nostalgia of their back catalogue. Their record label have issued a box set of all of their albums and last year they released Five Star Gold in a flurry of press coverage. If you are a fan of Five Star, waiting for that headline about a reunion tour, I'm not going to build your hopes up because it just doesn't look like it's going to happen. The Pearsons' lives are now spread across three continents. If it was just a band getting back together, it might be a lot easier. But Five Star wasn't just a group. It was the childhood of a family. Good memories and bad. The fashion disasters, the bad photos and the mortifying moments. As much as we want them to, nobody really gets to actually revisit their childhood. So maybe this is the way that it has to be. But what we do have are the songs. That amazing intro to Rain or Shine when you know you are in for a hefty three-minute slice of pop heaven. Or that moment when your pulse starts to quicken around the first chorus of The Slightest Touch. Or that glorious key change in Stay Out of My Life. And if that's not enough, when I spoke to Doris, she was in the middle of recording a new track. So, who knows what's to come. This is the fabulous Doris Pearson. Doris, how are Hi. you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Not too bad. I'm just going to move this around so I uh, okay. have my microphone in front of me. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. I'm working on this project right now. Um, and because I don't have my my setup, my usual setup, Jared, to um, record, and I and to be honest, I've never recorded before. All I did was sing, so I had someone to do the engineer. So I'm using Garage Band to <laughs> orchestrate this whole thing. So are you are you making a record at the moment? I am. I am. Um, I wrote it three days ago, and um, the, the producer guy I wrote it with, he absolutely loves it. So um, yeah, we're going to make a recording of it, and and yeah, go with it. Amazing. That's yeah. amazing because people. I think people are really waiting for that. Oh nice to hear i have had a few requests for you know some material from me and um i can't say maybe anymore just doing it now you know and has has this come about because of lockdown like how how are you getting on since all of the craziness has started well i've i've um i've kept myself calm and 
continue to just exercise, dance, and um, do what I do really, and and um, just put it all towards, you know, making sure everyone's entertained with it as well. I'm posting on Instagram a lot, so I'm interacting, and I feel like you know, just sharing it with other people is is a is a nice nice thing to do, you know, kind of giving back in this type of situation as well because. I'm watching loads online as well. It's like the the world. It feels like the world has gone absolutely crazy. It's like the, it's it's like a movie yeah. <laughs> that we're all just stuck in the middle of, and we landed yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But um, you know, just like I said, um, and it's funny because since lockdown, I've had so little like um connection with my friends via phone calls everybody's just been busy with trying to structure their kids and their home life to to keep it sane especially with the children (laughs) yeah of course because uh, like I've no kids but I just I cannot imagine what it must be like (laughs) trying to homeschool kids or oh my god yeah me neither but you know just hearing from my sister and my friends it's like it's a challenge for them one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was because I was such a big five star fan. Huge. <laughs> but but I and I came to it quite late because I remember I some of my friends were a little bit older than me and I remember some of them were going to see your show in the RDS in Dublin. Yeah. In yeah. maybe nineteen eighty seven. And okay. I wasn't allowed to go and Doris. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> You were too young. I was far too young, yeah. And I, I was just, oh. yeah. I, I did not take it well. I didn't take it well. But <laughs> I, I, I I, relived the five-star years all through the 90s because, I mean, five-star have, like, they have one of the best, greatest hits I think I've ever heard. Oh, wow. Like okay, you, that's a compliment. I, I really receive that well, you know, because I don't listen to my own music. So, um, but... Yeah, that, that's nice to know. That's good to know. But I, I know through, you know, listening to um, the written compositions from these writers, they are timeless. You know, the songs. Incredible and, pop songs. Yeah. And they were A&R'd well by my dad, you know. It wasn't just the record company because, um, you know, the whole thing was managed by my, my dad back then. So it wasn't like he had to distribute these to our own homes. We were all in one place. So dad A&R'd with the record company. So that's how these brilliant, timeless songs have come about. And, and they're everlasting. And it must have been so strange because your dad wasn't just, he wasn't just an A&R guy. I mean, he was, he was a guitarist with, you know, Wilson Pickett, Otis yeah. Redding, that sort of, like he was a proper muso standard guy. Totally. Totally, my inspiration, honestly. Um, is it Geroid? Is that how oh, uh, Geroid? Geroid. That's it. Yeah, ah, yeah. Geroid. That's really. That's kind of a little bit Indian. Geroid. Yeah, somebody said that to me before. Actually, yeah, yeah. that there was kind of an yeah, Indian sound to it. I, all right. yeah. There's a similar. There's a similar. Ca- there's a character in the movie Sex in the City. Oh. And his name is Geroid. He's Indian from India. Oh yeah. wow! I did yeah. not know that. And now I'm going to tell people, and then I'm going to tell people who told me that. That's right. (laughs) That's very impressive. (laughs) So, like, it must have been, it must have been really scary for your dad, because he's obviously come through, you know, he was a soul musician, for then his whole family to go into the business, especially, like, I I was reading, Dell was like 14, was he? Dell was 12. (sighs) Oh my God, the baby yeah. face. I spent yeah. an interview of him on YouTube where he was talking about uh, 
learning to sequence drums. And yeah. I think he was like maybe 15 or something. I know. And it was just like, oh my God, who's this child? <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I said to someone the other day. I mark the time with with Dell, like the evolution of the group with Dell, because he was just, you know, and, and, um, it was like at times I remember like flashback moments and and Dell with us like on the problematic photo shoot and he was so grouchy and would go to put a little powder the makeup lady and he'd be like I don't want that stuff you know all he wanted to do was play go back home play football with his friends and and hang out you know and he was you know he's a kid so he's always hungry and just moaning. <laughs> And it was kind of a, it was, it was driven by the girls, wasn't it? The th- yourself, Lorraine and Denise were uh, originally going to be a, a girl group. Yeah, that that's right. Um, uh, we, we thought about it and um, my mum was like, no, if it's going to be collectively the five of you, you know, she's all potential in all of us because Stead was at college at the time at Lane Theatre Arts. Okay, uh, yeah. Doing dance and Del was just, naturally though he didn't know it then so yeah he's a little one that tagged along with the rest of the duckling so <laughs> mum was like now keep them all together <laughs> <laughs> um, and you got your break through uh the song problematic that you just mentioned there um mm. was that like a, a last minute rush job but can we can you come down and do something uh, or? no that wasn't a last minute that was actually our very first attempt not attempt, or the, the performance on pebble mill Sorry? The, the, the performance on Pebble Mill. Yeah, yeah. Was, was that a kind of a... Oh, yes, you... that was. I, I Excuse me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, that was uh, like, not even standby. Uh, I think someone had cancelled um, to appear on the show and they called my dad. They contacted my dad because we weren't with the record company uh, yet. So they contacted my dad because they knew we'd been doing the PA system. So that's how okay. you kind of get your notoriety by doing all those PAs. And um, yeah, they contacted my dad. He was like, they want you to do a show. They want you to do a morning show, guys. So um, get your stuff together. We jumped on the train, traveled all the way to, I can't remember where it was, Pebble Mill. Um, I, I don't know why Birmingham rings a bell, but anyway, it was a long train ride journey for us. We stopped off, bought some clothes for the show because we didn't have anything to wear. Yeah. We were so, um, yeah, we, we used a bit of what we had and bought a little bit and then we just did the show. And and the, the, the legend goes that by the time the performance, you'd finished performing, that the RCA records, there was a deal on the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they that, saw us and it was like, oh, you know, just the whole package was there. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the, 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 any of those Pebble Mill performances today, I mean, it was so slick. It was, was there massive rehearsals or what was, what was life like when you were trying to get it together? Um, just very much like, <coughs> excuse me, it was, it was almost so organic and natural, you know, it was, I, I think because I grew up being very, we were all competitive, we all love sports, so I had that discipline from my netball and, and just just going way, way back the road with my dad, you know, that, okay. that, you know, that, that whole environment was there with music already. So it just, it just meshed nicely together and we would just rehearse. And when, when it started to kick off, you went on this roller coaster of 
I think, is it 18 top 20 hits? How fast did that happen? It, it happened really, it, it was just like you say, it was, we were just on this treadmill and it was just going and going. And because we were young, we were just had that energy and excitement, you know, just buzzing to go and, and entertain and perform and, and be the best, you know, we, we had that hunger for, you know, okay. to, to go out there and, and just absolutely smash it. And it was funny because you were, um, you always seemed beyond your years, you know, like the, the styling and the, yeah, the, like just the ability, like it was just, it seemed way beyond a group of kids. And I watched a performance there where I think three of you had braces and that was the only thing giving you away. Two, yeah, two, Lorraine <laughs> and Denise. <laughs> It was like just these, like a group of Whitney Houston's, like incredible. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like braces. Yes. Oh, they're young. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, they're really young. Oh my god. Yeah, um, it was. It was always, um, you know, I always had the vision of personally, if we're going to do this, let's make it the best, you know, and inspirations were Michael Jackson, always the American artists, mostly. Yeah, it was a real American sound. Yeah, I, I don't know how the sound, but that was just the sound of our voices, you know, and all the little inflections and that that's just us naturally. Okay. You you were the British Jacksons, I suppose. That was, But I think yeah, that, you yeah, kind of yeah. surpassed the Jacksons. I mean, if you were to compare the two greatest hits... I think Five Star does quite well. <laughs> I think we do very well, really well. And and like I said, you know, as young as we were, Gerald, there was ambition, you know? Yeah. And wanting and being the best every time we went out, that was always paramount for me because I was driving the choreography and making sure everybody knew it in their sleep. It wasn't like, oh, let's do a, a couple of hours tomorrow. No, it was like, Get in that dance studio, make those routines up, have Lorraine next to me, execute it, see what it'll look like more than one person, then get the others in and then just keep going, 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 one at a time, two at a time, three at a time, then there are all five of us, then bring dad in to see if he approved. Okay. And, you know, and, and that was it. And you you all, like you mentioned you were the choreographer there, uh, you all had your own roles in yeah. the band, which I thought was fascinating because that, like in any, in a, in a group today, I would imagine that would be the stuff that gets farmed out, that people get, you know, they bring in the experts. Was it an awful yeah. lot of pressure to be 15 and making up the choreography for Top of the Pops? I, I think it was like, uh, not, not really, because when, you, when you're a kid as well, there is, there has to be an element of fun. Yeah. So an excitement and that was always present and I knew the day that was gone it would be no more so that excitement enthusiasm and fun was always there you know people just don't know we were nuts and just crazy kids before we actually went out to perform in the dressing rooms you know and, and down the corridor on, you know when the floor manager came to get us just stupid nutty <laughs> kids and then as soon as we hit the floor, the stage, that was it. We were there to, to execute that performance. And what was it like to be a kid through all of that? Because 
you know, like, I mean, I, what I'd love to know is what was it like to be friends with Five Star when, <laughs> you know, I mean, if you were a 14 year old kid and mm-hmm. Five Star were in your class, it must have been, what, what, did you, were you able to maintain friendships outside of the family or did you have a getaway? Uh, see, at the time, I think Denise was still, no, she'd left school. Del was the only one still at school. Okay. Um, and he had to get permission for time off and stuff. So, and I remember I just left college. I was there for two months and we decided to do the group. Um, so, uh, having friends, they were very few friends, but close friends. And they were just excited. Yeah, and then, of course. And then just one day we took it back to school, to our secondary school. And that was amazing to, to be there with all the kids and, you know, have a little talk, a little chat with them. So, yeah, the friendship thing, very few friends, but very close friends, you know. And they were excited. Yeah, of course. Um, because, it, like, the... <laughs> When you look back at the concerts and stuff, um, it must have been such an incredible time. And I see, like, you've got your discs on the wall there. Like, do you have uh, fond memories of, like, making all of that music? Because it must be so strange when you've recorded a song to have it sitting on a, a, I suppose, a cassette back then. And in a couple of weeks' time, then literally the whole country singing it because it's, you know, riding high in the top ten. Yeah, it's it's nice to hear how you describe that to me because back then when you're working I think I think for me personally Garod it was like I was so like focused on the job at hand I think anything outside of that I would have to think about it but it was just yeah it was just work and um making it the best I I was just honestly I was so you're just so focused and blinkered yeah. it was just yeah, yeah. exactly then it, what's that's the next the word performance? I was blinkered yeah mm. it must be incredible to have everything it survived I mean cause, because Five Star haven't been you haven't performed together in quite some time no um, but the buzz around all of that music is still there which I yeah. thought was fascinating I, there was a clip um, of when you did perform together in the Rewind Festival in 2012 I think it was The Slightest Touch Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it's on YouTube. Mm. And uh, that performance, because I've been to a couple of Rewind festivals, but that performance is so beyond what you expect at a Rewind festival. I mean, ah. it was... Because <laughs> with, with Rewind festivals, it tends to be bands that are just coming out to do, you know, the, do one or two songs. Yeah. Uh, and we remember how it used to be. Whereas you gave us exactly... How it You was. were still exactly how it was. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was... Flawless. Did you, Aww. like, there must have been, were there offers to go, okay, we're going to put Five Star back on a, 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 a big UK tour? Um, you know what? It's been a little bit of a challenge to, we, we've tried to come together, the road. We have. It never seems to work. And, and, and for me, I don't know if it's that, huge void that absence of my dad of course yeah you know because i mean i'm i'm always willing and say never say never but it just doesn't seem to mesh so it's beyond me (laughs) yeah and sometimes it can be that it can be so uh it can be so painful actually when because when somebody like that is so integral is gone it can be quite difficult for everyone to come together and do the thing that reminds us of them 
Yeah, well, and we we had a get together uh, Christmas gone, and we hadn't been together in a while, in years, and it was very emotional because okay. we we had another try at trying to mesh again, and there was a lot of personal things said. And a lot of tears and a lot of emotions were heightened, and and I and I feel truly that my dad is always at the centre, and not that he wouldn't want us to be together or anything, but it just doesn't seem to work without him. <laughs> well, <laughs> the thing about it is, it, it's I think it's that family thing as well because I I'm I'm from a family Absolutely. of five uh, or six. Well, I have five brothers and sisters. Oh but wow. I think there's that thing of uh, when you're with your family, there's no like there's no safety catch, which is that's fine when you're working together, when you're in, in your teens. Yeah. But when you still have that relationship later on, uh, you know, because with family, as much yeah. as you love each other, yeah. there's that thing of like, at the same time, you absolutely adore each other, but you've no respect for each other because they're the person you played football with when you were 12. You know, yeah. like, it's, <laughs> you know, and the person who is missing from the family dinner is the person everyone's going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the way family works. Yeah, the referee's gone. It's absolutely so true. I was going to bring that point up about family because it's such an integral part of who we are. And I, and I think when people see us as well, Garode, it's like that, that, essence that whatever it is entity of family is really important to me outside yeah. the group as well but it has the dynamics the whole thing has changed really honestly and truly because um my dad is is no, longer, no longer here you know he's here but he's not here <laughs> yeah and he like he guided you to such success because I mean if you if you look back like, oh, yeah. like the stories of um like you you moved to the the big fancy house and you all got the big fancy cars I mean that must have been like for him as uh you know a session musician I mean that must have been so amazing to have his daughters driving Lamborghinis around <laughs> <laughs> you know. was so such a, a strong lovable man for his family protection for his family was unbelievable I, I I love that I love that that's why I I always wish for families to be well and do well because we need we need that unity in family still we need that loyalty we need that bond we need that blend we need you know there are all kinds of families today you know with um extended families and you know yeah. physical families as well as biological families and it's all great however you know that that form is made up but i like i love family i love family and it was such i, I think five star were such a representative of I suppose, and the ideal family as well. It was so, like, everything was so... I was like, look how perfect they are. (laughs) (laughs) We're just like any other family, you know, with the nuts and the madness. It's, you know, and it just all across the board, we're just like any other family. Um, So, you know, we, we just happened to do a job or work that, you know, we, we had to present ourselves well and... And that's it, really. Like I say, we're just like any other family out there. 
when it started to taper off and when yeah. like the like the press really like the press really came for five star like it, it was a real um the, like the just looking witch back <laughs> yeah that is exactly the word actually yeah. it was a witch hunt because it, yeah. it kind of felt um I think it, it's that cycle that happens with the press that when oh, you yeah, see yeah. someone build and build and like oh, now, okay, the the switch flips and it's like, okay, it's time to destroy now. It's yeah. like, be destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it like to be at the centre of that when, you know, the things like, um, I remember seeing an interview with Lorraine where she said that they were offering money for you, like, just say that you're broke and just say yeah, that all now. of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it was like... Oh, it was so such a contrast to what you're used to. And then they're asking you to do this. And my dad was like, get out. I just told him to get out. Once they said, oh, you know, we want to do an interview. And then it was like, at the end, can we take some pictures? Uh, could you put your hands in your pocket and pull your pockets out? Like, you know, it's all gone. My dad oh, was no. like, get out. Get out. <laughs> and I was like, okay. What a legend. What a yeah, legend. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean about protection and the love of his family I love that I love that and at that helm and you know when that's missing it's like wow you you feel it you feel it yeah yeah you really do and when you moved to Los Angeles uh, yeah obviously it, it was to escape the press and all that what was that like to be you know to be uprooted mm. um because you you've been so young you were on yeah. this roller coaster for a number of years. You all lived together. When yeah. you moved to Los Angeles, did you live together or? We did. We did for a while. <coughs> Excuse me. But I was always the one, Garo, that wanted to get away. <laughs> Even <laughs> when we moved to Stone Paul, I was like, can I move next door? Um, no, you can't. You know, we've all just moved into a house. So I had a section of the house, like a wing of the house to myself. Okay. Uh, so when we went to LA, same thing. Yeah, we lived together for a little while. Then I was off, had my own apartment. Um, but it, it was it was very much still family unit. Okay. And did you work much when you were out there? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you did. Re- you were still very like you were. You had a lot of success in America. Yeah, we had some su- success in America, um, but it was also liberating to just walk and not be recognized. And and I actually got myself a job out there, you know, oh, wow. working in a private gym because it was just something I'd never done. And I thought, let me try it. You know, Lorraine did the same thing. We were like really adventurous and you know you you just bump into so many other artists and people out there and it was a different lifestyle and new and welcoming at the same time did you keep a hand in with the uk or did you did you was there ever time when you thought okay i want to i want to get away from five star yeah there was there was that time once or twice i think um but you know the music still continued and i think because you know, everybody started to grow up, evolve and move in different directions. And Denise met, married, had her family and then she left and then it was the four of us. And, you know, we still performed. We went to Vegas and did some gigs and, you know, because luckily I had sung a few songs on the album so we could do that. You know, That's, And you actually went and the, for, was it that the last album you replaced Denise as lead singer? <laughs> No, last album. Which album was the last album? The um. Oh God, Heart and Soul. Oh no no no! I just I just wanted to do some songs because I love songwriting. 
And okay. I'd never pushed myself forward, Garod. So it was, Denise was really relaxed and in family mode and she didn't really want to put, you know, the effort in or the, the time. She really wasn't into the project as such because, like I said, she was, you know, with her family and stuff, raising the babies. And, um, okay. yeah, I just put myself yeah, I just put myself forward for it and um, loved it. And I haven't stopped ever since. And when you're writing for uh, other artists, what is mm. it like for them to be working with you? If you know pop music and if you were around 80s, 90s, they're part of like the pop DNA of this hemisphere. Ah, thank you. <laughs> I think so too. I really do, you know. Um, so every now and then you will encounter the artist, but um, in general, it's writing with the producers. And that was daunting for me as well, though, because there was there's this little stigma where... But, you know, all of a sudden they think, oh, you've turned your hand to songwriting and you're from a pop group and, you know, you can only do pop lyrics. And so, you know, course, you get yeah. pigeonholed and, um, yeah, so you, you have to bypass all that and continue with what you know you're strong at and what you're best at, you know, and then you, uh, eventually you get over that hump and you just keep going. Yeah, I mean, I, I find that with comedy as well, because I'm a stand-up comedian, but I, oh, like, with, cool. with the, with the, with the um, with the pandemic, obviously my tour is cancelled. So there is a part of me that's kind of like, oh, maybe I should do a book or maybe I should do, um, you know, one of those yeah. things or, you know, more writing for telly. But yeah. there is that thing of, the, the, the first thing is, oh, is this because your tour is cancelled or is this because... Five star right. broke up. Is this just this, is this just a filler in? Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. like, no. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's just an extension of who I am, you know? And it really is giving me the opportunity to show people, you know, my my other sides being a Gemini. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? <laughs> of course. Crazy other attributes to me. So it's really nice. I feel like I'm flourishing from it. I've watched some of your Insta live chats. And you okay. do strike me as somebody who has really come to inhabit themselves. Yeah. If you know what I mean. You know, like, it's just yeah. like, okay, well, you, you seem like somebody who is like the summation of all of their experience, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, and to have this opportunity is really nice because once you're in a group situation, Garod, you, 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 um, you put all your energy into being that one product and... In a way, it, it makes you conform to being almost one personality, one character in a way, you yeah. know, to make it work. And so to be kind of liberated from that situation now in the nicest possible respectful way, I get to be me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably what it's like as well, because you know, there's that thing of when you go home for Christmas, yeah. like you, you, you go back to this person you were when you were 15 years of age. And yeah. I yeah. guess if you have a family super group in there as well, there mm -hmm. is this feeling of, well, okay, if we go back to that, I'm going to be, you know, Doris, you know, mm -hmm. second on the left. And <laughs> Doris, second on the left, and then I'm going to have to perform for thousands of people as that person that I'm not. I don't really feel like I am anymore. I mean, right. that could certainly be a part of it. I'm, I feel like I'm trying to psychoanalyze Five Star into bringing it all back together to do yeah, a concert. I, I like, that's cool. You know, it's like when when we get together for Christmas, it's just the crazy, lovely family, and 
if anything, we'll have the nephews or the nieces say, oh, I heard your song on the radio or, you know, um, just mention us in, in that way. And it's like um, as a second entity type thing. But we're just mum's kids and dad's kids when we get together. Yeah. Mum and dad's kids, just, just family. It's just family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got your stupidness, your arguments, your selfishness. Yeah. Yeah, all all of those things, yeah. And they're the reasons that, like, somebody storms out on Christmas Day. Yeah, exactly, you know? And it wouldn't be family if these things didn't happen, so, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's just this little golden nugget in the Pearson family history is... It's just a bit better than other families' golden nuggets. There aren't many families with, like, the 18 top 10 hits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know... Honestly and truly, though, Garod, I, I I credit my dad so much for the humble beginnings of just creating that environment. We had it always, you know. It w- would be all the greatest artists that we listened to on a Sunday morning when mum and dad were home with their kids, you know, on the weekend, yeah. not working. And then when dad did go out and do his thing, um, his music, um you know, mum would put her favourite artists on and that would okay. be Elvis Presley. And, you know, it was just really yeah. diverse, the, the the contrast of music. So we grew up with, you know, quite a colourful selection. So you had artists. like, you, you, you had a great music education, but also you can see that Five Stars, the product of a work ethic as well. It definitely looks like a group of people that had their eyes wide open. You know, I mean, you don't yeah. you don't do performances like that without the 20 hours of rehearsals that go into no, the three minutes song or something. Right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And it wasn't mum or dad saying, you guys have to get, no, it was the, the five of us. And I was, you know, uh, an integral part, I feel as the choreographer. Um, yeah. I, I mean, talk about they, were, they were a dance band. I mean, they, they, that was their thing. You could see, yeah, you know, it, it was a visual, it was a look. It was, yeah, yeah you were a yeah. huge part of it. That's, that's what my dad said. It was we all went up to rehearse the song. I think it was either problematic or um, now I'm in control. One of those. And my dad was like, "Well, you you know you can't before we started doing the PAs. You can't just stand there." So I ran up to our bedroom. Three girls shared a bedroom in front of the the wardrobes with the mirror, and that's how it started. Just very naturally, you know. And okay, yeah. Your parents must have been so proud when the five of you did get back together on for that rewind show. I mean, in just watching the the YouTube video of it, there's some there it, it's something very special about it. And if you're listening to this, I would I'm going to post a link to it in the uh, information for this for this episode because it's just it is spectacular. They must have been so excited to see that. Yeah, and it was the last one for Dad with us, you know. Yeah. And we were, that was our last time together as a family, the whole of us. I think nephews and nieces were there as well. So, um, yeah, it's very significant. Um, I I kind of know I couldn't watch it back because I know Dad was there and, you know, he was just orchestrating like he did and and not knowing it was going to be our last time with him performing, yeah. you know. But, um yeah, they their mum and dad are so proud, you know. They do reruns of us on Soul Train as well. Okay, yeah. And my mum is like when she sees it, she's like, I'm turning off 
she's just still over the moon. Like the first day they heard us on the radio, my mum is still that excited when she sees her children on TV. That's so exciting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. It's lovely. And are, are they in LA now or are you're, you're back in the UK, aren't you? Yeah, I'm with mum in the UK. Um, Stead's in the UK, Denise in the UK, Lorraine's in the Middle East and Dell's in Los Angeles. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's not going to be easy to rehearse the upcoming world what? tour. <laughs> hey, we've got Zoom now. There's no excuses. There are no excuses, A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, Doris, it's been so amazing to talk to you. Uh, oh, it was just, me. I enjoyed every minute of it. My favourite bit about do, of making this show is that normally I get to the artist to sign my uh, my albums, but obviously we can't do it this way. So uh, no. I'll just, I'll show them to you. <laughs> Oh, cool. See? Tangible, touchable things. Love it. Proper fan credentials here. Proper. Uh, Yeah, it's been great to talk to you and thanks so much. Uh, And thank you so much for all of that music because... My pleasure. If you're going on a long car journey, listeners, the five star greatest hits, you just can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks a million. Blessings. That was the fantastic Doris Pearson there. Uh, She is just, she's so much fun. You never know, maybe we'll have another Pearson on in the future. That would be fantastic. Lorraine, Denise, Steadman, Dell, you are all welcome. You can follow Doris on social media. I've put her links in the episode information. You can also check out Five Star Gold on all the streaming services, but it is also available in a beautiful gold vinyl, which I have. And it's also on CD. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Garode Farrelly. My tour... (laughs) is being cancelled very slowly. (laughs) Hopefully some of the autumn dates will go ahead, but who knows. But what is important is everyone stays safe because it is a scary world out there at the moment. If you need some light relief, I do a weekly bake-along on my Instagram Live. It doesn't matter if you're not a good baker. Uh, It really doesn't. (laughs) My cake is usually by far the worst, but it is really good fun. So pour yourself a glass of wine and get your mixer out. Uh, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, we do a results show on Thursdays at 7 with lots of celebrity guests. And um, yeah, it's really good fun. So hopefully see you there. A big thanks to my fantastic guest, Doris Pearson. I have posted a link to Five Stars' performance at the Rewind Festival in Henley. It's They do the slightest touch and they look like they are having a ball. Um, it really is very special. So if you enjoyed that episode, check it out. There'll be a new episode of Fascinated soon. Thank you for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.